don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us on all social platforms, aka Twitter and IG at me to feel pod. Enjoy the show, bitch. to another episode of your favorite podcast, the Media Fuel Podcast. My name's Adelie, and I'm here joined by my wonderful host, Jesus. Hey! And we are full on into November. Another day, another dollar, mm-hmm. another week, mm-hmm. another breath, another day of breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have my flu shot, so I better stay breathing. You know, like uh, cold and flus, stay away. <laughs> she said, period. Influenza, bye bye. Yeah, exact period. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, how are you, Jesus? How have you been since we last talked on the pod? You know, I'm going good. Uh, I So, daylight saving. No, wait. Fall. Is it? No. No, daylight saving is gone now. Um, and that really kind of threw me in the loop. I, so last year, you know, I was still working from home, so I wasn't really out and about, you know, and we were mm-hmm. in the heat of the pandemic. Um, I forgot how dark it got out. <laughs> <laughs> and this year, since like I'm driving back home from the office, like I'm like, damn, was it always this dark? Like, I don't know. It's just random stuff that you don't realize until like it's gone for like a year. And then you come back and you're like, what? And you're like, whoa, yeah. Yeah, but day or fall back, whatever you want to call it, that that messed my circadian rhythm uh, for a few days. But we Gucci now. (laughs) So not going to lie, because I knew the daylight savings was coming and I didn't want to be like screwed over in terms of like my circadian rhythm and all that. Mm -hmm. Last week, um, I was purposely staying up later than usual. And I mean, last week in the mornings, I would be super tired, but I was like, no, like I want my body to get used to like, okay, when the time changes, you're going to be sleeping at this time. Yeah. But then, you know, I'll be waking up later, an hour later than what I'm used to. Um, that worked, came through daylight savings, like the time change, the first day like came and went and I've been doing great this whole week. Oh, damn. Okay. (laughs) Maybe that's something I need to do for next time. Yeah. Sleep train yourself. And let me tell you, it works wonders. (laughs) I will also say, um, cause we, we, was it, I think it was Monday night. Yeah. We had a crazy windstorm. I don't know how bad it was down a little with you did you guys have a crazy windstorm to be honest i didn't really hear much about it but like i didn't hear much of it at night mm-hmm. but then tuesday so yesterday during the day um that wind was crazy and like compared to today where it was so like still and yeah today and was stuff, very chill yeah yesterday was crazy <laughs> and i mean you've seen our backyard you see the two big ass trees like outside my window like, girl, they were like, I kid you not, I don't want to exaggerate, but they were almost like bending over. I was like, please, Lord. I was like, Lord, <laughs> not tonight. You're like, not tonight. Yeah. Um, um, something, though, that we did this weekend. Yes. Us and Alan 
we went to go see the immersive Van Gogh exhibit, traveling exhibit. Yeah. And honestly, if you're in the greater Seattle area, check it out. It's 10 out of 10 worth it. Yeah, I would agree. It was definitely something different. Our, like, yeah, out of, like, our normal, like, stuff that we would do as, like, a cousin pairing and all that. I mean, it wasn't movies. It wasn't a movie trip at the AMC. Nope. Um, <laughs> but it was nice. Like, we all highly enjoyed it, all three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one being Alan. We all highly enjoyed it. We It was really dope to get to learn more about Van Gogh, his whole life story, um, life and death, his whole art progress and stuff. And the immersive aspect of it was really cool. dope as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Also, also, like... They like Fulham did a whole like bio of his like his his whole life. It was like I remember in high school in my senior year I took like this humanity course and like we learned a little bit about him. Mm-hmm. And like we obviously discussed like his most famous paintings, but like I had no idea yeah. he had over like 2000 paintings all around the world and they're like like I always thought like it was just like the five bi- big ones that we always see everywhere <laughs> the main ones that yeah are yeah and i was like oh shit like he actually has a huge collection like huge but yeah um it was definitely dope if greater seattle area check it out or you know wherever you are this is traveling Correct. so if it comes to your area maybe consider checking it out that's true it was just in europe all of it probably will go back to Europe. I was just about to say all of last year, but then I realized like a lot of parts of Europe were shut down last year. Mm-hmm. So probably return. Yeah. Who knows? So that was our weekend. Not not too bad. Not too shabby. Nope. Not at all. So moving on to other weekend news that has continued to blow over into the week. Um, Astral World. And what's now being known as the Astral World tragedy, um, we lost eight lives this past weekend at Travis Scott's All Ages Festival. Mm-hmm. So his own festival that he hosts in Houston, Astral World, uh, huge mess. Eight people died. The youngest being fourteen, the oldest being twenty-seven. Um, lots of people are injured. Hella lawsuits coming out. It just crazy jesus can you explain exactly like the level of like what what has deemed this a tragedy compared to like when other people have like you know like edc overdose yeah from la they get it to move to vegas i think like the biggest thing that kind of like separates this one from like all those other tragedies because don't get me wrong they're all horrible news you don't i mean it's stuff you don't ever want to hear about um but it was like the first time it was like heavily documented it wasn't just like one video you know, it was like there is like hundreds of videos are like circulating all over the web. If you were on TikTok mm-hmm. the day after it happened, so Sunday morning, that's how I find out, found out about it. Like I literally opened up TikTok and literally like the te- first 10 FYP videos were all about Astroworld. And I was like, whoa, what the hell happened at Astroworld? Then I went to Twitter then I got all the like deets and everything. And I was like, oh, my God. But it's like the first time there had been so much like. It was just, like, thrown in your face, kind of, almost. Yeah, it's... So, basically, what happened is that a lot of people, thanks to the moshing and the not following security protocols that were heavily... 
promoted by the said artist himself, headliner Travis Scott. Um, to not listen to security, to jump the rails and all that. People just got moshed to death, stampeded on, asphyxiated. Um, lots of fans were there that were trying to stop everything that was going on. Like, there's plenty of videos, too, of the crowds chanting, like, stop the show or a specific individuals like climbing the big security rails that have like the lights or whatever it may be, or going up to the people that like control the lights, the sound and all that of telling them to stop the show. Nobody stopped the show. There was videos of the ambulance going legit into yeah. the crowd. Um, EMTs talking and other medical professionals, professionals talking about like what they saw, what they experienced. Um, safe to say Travis's career is over because of this. I feel like because just the, from what I've seen and other people who host events who have been kind of giving their say or who run venues and stuff, it's one of those things where it's like once venues or different events know that you are a security risk, like a high security risk, they're not going to book you. They're not going to let you rent out venues or whatever it may be. And I mean, this it's not looking great at all on his end on the kardashians end in terms of kylie and kendall who were present even our I know. Drake. I drew, yeah you know, i was like it, oh no drake no <laughs> especially when everything that was happening during travis's set of these eight people dying during his set people chanting and him be like oh so they want me to stop the show like that's dumb or whatever um Drake coming out for a little bit, then before they officially stopped it, um, they went to Dave and Buster's immediately afterwards for Drake's. Oh after damn! Party. Yeah, and you hear stuff like that, and you're like, uh, Kylie Jenner, um, deleting her Instagram stories. Where in her Instagram stories, you can see the ambulance in the middle of the crowd, and you can see the like mounds of people just crashing into each other. It was also a bad look. Um, I did see the video. I saw it yesterday, actually. Like. Kylie had, like, a mob of, like, security guards around her, and they were just, like, for her to get through the crowd, they were just, like, kind of escorting people out of the way, you know? <laughs> and it was just, like, it's not a good look. Even Stormy comes out in the video I saw, and she's throwing up the peace sign. <laughs> and it's, like, Stop, <laughs> I was, like, oh, my God, Stormy. this is not a good look at all. Because obviously she's like she's what the yeah. security guards are probably like six three six four huge guys you know there was like eight of them just like enclosing yeah. her in a circle and they were moving as a unit it's just like yeah it's it's yeah it's not it's not looking great um this is definitely worldwide news people are talking about it and more and more is coming out like we said the lawsuits coming out um. I feel like this is definitely for other artists. It's going to push their security to be a little bit harder or for other festivals, you know, they're going to just do a little bit more to up their security to stop anything like this happening. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Chris tries to Chris as in Chris Jenner, you know, how she handles it, how else Dev comes along. Especially because it's the thing is that Travis also has a Netflix documentary, and in the Netflix documentary, I guess like in the beginning, he has some fans that are leaving his show that are like, "I thought I was gonna die." Like that mosh was so fucking crazy, and I'm like, "Your history of violence, bro. I don't, I don't know." Yeah, it. <clears throat> we shall see how this all plays out, and I mean, he has like 
None of his like deals have come out that are like any because yeah, I mean he has a big partnership with Nike too, um, mm-hmm. with his oh, I'm sure job I'm sure stuff, stuff like that is. I feel like stuff like that is going to start dropping. In my opinion, I feel like it's going to start dropping. I mean, he's already being like removed as headliners from other shows and stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that Post Malone is replacing him. For yeah, I did see that in Vegas. Um, I think they were trying to say he dropped out, but it was really they kind of were like, yeah, we're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's either going to be big, his big things that he's tied to, like quietly dropping him. Um, or if whoever wants to make a big say is going to give a big say on it. Either way, this is definitely not the last we're going to hear about. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, something though, and happier news, something we just can't get enough of TV and movie news, um, specifically Marvel. So over the past couple days, um, Ooh. We're getting a Werewolf by Night, which is, I, that's the whole name. It's going to be a Halloween special from Marvel. Um, Gael Garcia, Garcia Bernal, our fellow Mexican, just got casted in this. Um, I have never heard of Werewolf by Night or anything, but now that we're heavily getting into vampires with Blade, Morbius, and stuff in the MCU, we have the Witches and Wizards. We're getting werewolves now. What else is we going to get? Um, Jesus, did you know about Werewolf by Night before? I didn't. Like, when I heard this news, I was like, wait, what's going on? Um, <clears throat> I'm interested. Uh, like, it's uh, a lot of people when you just think Marvel, you know, you think the Spider-Mans, the Fantastic Four, Iron Man now, mm-hmm. Captain America at this point. Um, but, like, Blade's Marvel, too. Like, they have a whole, like really other side not really mainstream and like i didn't even i've never heard about this it's dope it's um, the fact that it's coming to be on disney plus as a holiday special mm-hmm. i mean we know that james guns is doing the guardians of the galaxy holiday special which i believe comes out next year if i'm correct um yes and we were supposed to or uh, at least it was rumored we were supposed to get a wandavision halloween special uh yeah something like that as well um which i imagine will be a few years out as well but it's cool that they're like doing this um i imagine they're probably going to be like 50 minute little things right because i don't imagine like a full-on season well no because so this is supposed to be like a disney plus movie like straight to movie type special so yeah probably yeah it's probably going to be like Maybe like an hour twenty or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, but this is this is interesting. The fact that Dis- Disney Plus has really given them an avenue to really expand their stories a lot more and into different platforms. Yeah. Um, and we said it time and time again. Fahey said it that you know everything on Disney Plus that comes out, it's all canon. And in order to really keep up with the story, you need to watch both the movies and the mm-hmm. shows. And so. It's fun. And then, you know, it's another leading Latino in an MCU role. We love role. it. We love to see it. So, you know, diversity and all that. Um, I'm sure. I feel like once we get closer to learning more about, like, Morbius, more about Mahershala Ali's Blade, mm-hmm. 
um, coming out into more stuff. Spoilers for what else we're going to talk mm-hmm. about later. Um, I'm sure we'll learn a lot more, too, about this werewolf by night. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> also the day this uh, episode releases, it is Disney Plus Investor Day or Disney Plus Day, whatever you want to call it. So I bet a lot of news is also going to drop that day. So I'm very, very excited for that. Yes. Lots of exciting news to talk about next week as well from Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, Some other exciting Netflix news. So Avatar The Last Airbender, the live action series, has been in the works, casting and everything for a while now. And they have officially found their Fire Lord of the Fire Nation, Fire Lord Ozai, um, Zuko, Prince Zuko's father, the one and only Daniel Day Kim. Um, if you not don't know or you kind of can't remember about Avatar The Last Airbender, the Fire Nation... Lord basically think you're a dictator. He wants to run the world. He doesn't want nobody else. Um, he hates his son, Zuko. Very important role in the live action series. And Daniel Day Kim, longtime actor. Um, I feel like he's going to do great. I feel like he's pretty perfectly casted. Um, yeah, he, he definitely looks like um, <clears throat> the Fire Lord. Honestly, yeah. Uh, Daniel Day Kim also has a good um, acting history. Honestly, I've never seen any of the shows he's done though. But I mean, Lost was huge when it was airing. Uh, Hawaii Hawaii Five O has a huge following as well. Um, so you know, those are pretty big series. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited to see. I'm just very curious for this whole Netflix series. Like once it starts. Yeah, because like out. I mean, we we all know what happened when M Night tried to do the movie. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, which mm, and especially because like this has been in the works for years now. Like it was first announced back in 2018, and they immediately went into casting, and they were very particular about who was gonna cast, who's gonna be casted, and whatnot. And a little over a year ago, so in August of last year. The original showrunners and creators of the animated series were were tied on for the live action series, and they ended up leaving. Oh, and so yeah, so you know it's it's taking it a little bit long to get to us, um, but we'll see where it goes. If it gets as much love as the like Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime series, or even The Last of Us has gotten. it'll be interesting. But then also speaking of the Last of Us show, that just wrapped. We love it. it. It's been some time with this series, so we'll see how it goes. Excited for that one, too. Yes. Um, Oh, and then speaking on The Last of Us, apparently our boy Neil Druckmann is even directing one of the episodes, correct? Has been confirmed. So, has been confirmed. Yes. So, before we leave TV news... um. Jesus, Dexter came back. I know, and I'm so behind. I still haven't watched the episode. <laughs> no worries. You know, we had lots of other stuff that we were doing, but Dexter is back. Have you heard anything about it yet or, like, anything? From like- what I've read online and from people that I know that have seen the series, uh, it's looking good so far. So I'm actually very excited to get it started. Um, I just had to finish American Horror Story – double feature that season very disappointed with that that's all i'll say um 
And then I finally finished You season three. So Ooh. I've been busy with other things, but season three was fire. Season three was really good. Um, Quinn, quick fun fact. Maybe you've heard this. Maybe you haven't. So the actors from You. Mm-hmm. So we're talking You. The actress who plays Love, Victoria Pedretti, and then the neighbor's son, Theo, the one oh, who is all into her. I know. I know the T. That they're dating? Yeah, that they're dating. <laughs> I was like... I said, I, huh? I was like, y'all. <laughs> well, uh, sirs, so, I mean, I'm sure she isn't really crazy, you know? Yeah. No, I'm sure or she's him. a really lovely person. <laughs> But y'all, look at that love. And apparently the actor who plays Theo is from Washington. He's from the Seattle area, the greater Seattle area. Shut up. Yeah, so look at that little P&W up in All there. All right, represent. We'd love to hear that. <laughs> um. So now moving on to some movie news. Something else that has been long announced and as well. Mm. Haven't gotten anything. <laughs> Uh, Star Wars. So Patty Jenkins. So, oh, when what what was it? It was like a Star Wars day. Or, Star Wars did this really big thing where they were announcing like all the stuff that was gonna come. I think it was actually for Disney. Yeah, Plus, it was right? Disney Plus Day last year. Um, and it was announced that Patty Jenkins was gonna have her own movie, Rogue Squadron, and she was so excited for it and all that. And it was supposed to be coming out in the latter year of 2022. Um, now it seems no longer. They haven't even started casting. It's been pushed out. We don't know when we're going to get that at mm-hmm. all. Because um, she's apparently busy with Wonder Woman 3. Or should I say Wonder Woman 2? <laughs> the actual sequel. And then apparently Cleopatra. But my question to you, Jesus, is do you think we're ever going to actually get this movie? Well, you see, the the interesting, the whole interesting thing about this. So they they announced that or they confirmed deadline confirmed that, you know, it hasn't gone into production or is not going into production. Um, but the release date never changed. They haven't officially pushed it back. So in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, Patty, you're going to get, you know. Like, because there's no way they're going to make the December 22nd, 2023 release date when she's filming two other movies that I imagine are going to be coming out in 2023 as well, you know? Yeah, and those two different movies, so Wonder Woman's with Warner Bros. and then Cleopatra's with Paramount, so it's two different studios. You think they're going to work together? No. You think they're going to work with Disney? No. Um. And casting hasn't even begun. Yeah, so it's like either, like yeah. And at know. least, at least, like you know, with the last Airbender series, at least they've been casting. Mm-hmm. But this one hasn't even like. There's nothing. I honestly don't think this is gonna happen no more. I feel like this is going to be like a Danny DB from Game of Thrones, the screenwriters, the yeah. showrunners, where. They were big talks to do their Star Wars stuff, and then they canceled that. Um, I have a feeling we're not going to get this. I mean, that is that is Disney's MO. You're right, because that one was just production was delayed, and then a few months later it was like, ah, the Disney decided to part ways. And, like, we, we saw... They did it with the Lizzie McGuire yeah, series. I mean, we, I mean, they probably saw the performance of Wonder Woman 1984, like, you know... <laughs> 
they're probably like, hey, Patty, you know, take your time with your other projects. We see what you're doing, boss woman. Take your time. And then they're secretly, secretly going to... Uh, or the whole project. Yeah, because, I mean, it, this one was one of their big three that they had in development. Um, the other one is with Kevin Feige. Uh, and the second being with Taika Waititi. Waititi, yeah. And then not only that... Um, Oh my god, who was that? Oh, the guy who filmed episode eight oh, of Star uh, Wars in the Skywalker. I want to say no. <laughs> it's Ryan Johnson. Ryan yeah, Johnson, I was going right? to say Sam Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be an interesting take, Sam Raimi with Star Wars. But even Ryan Johnson's supposed to have his own set yeah. of movies. Um, what do you think? In general, what do you think is going on with? marvel because i mean they've pushed out some of their animated stuff marvel with star wars they pushed out some of their animated stuff we know they were hard at work with obi-wan do you think they're gonna put a hard pause on movies to instead focus on disney plus content or i think i don't think they put a hard pause i just think that the disney plus is taking priority right now because they realize that at the speed i don't want to say pumping out but at the speed the quality of content that's coming out they're very satisfied with so why like ruin something that's working yeah. really really well you know and let mm-hmm. those i mean the other two projects that they are they have a hundred percent kevin feige ain't going nowhere you know like that project's coming coming out and then the taika what well, td1 yeah. like he's already proven himself to disney that if given the time he will make something um also on that kevin feige one yeah. i don't know if you've seen the rumor that's been going around about who's helm to direct that movie, but I'm excited. No, what's the rumor? Chloe Zhao. Really? Yeah. It, it, it dropped, like, I think, I want to say, like, late Monday night or Tuesday morning. Oh. So, because, I mean, we'll talk about this with the Eternals. Yeah. Later on, so that's actually pretty interesting. But that sh- also shows me that Fahey has really big trust in Zhao. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, with the, like, so I I feel no urgency with those two projects. Like I feel like they're willing to let that cook in the oven as long as needed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so far their Disney Plus Star Wars con has been good. So like, why expedite it or like cut it or you know like. Just yeah. leave the two films in productions. If this one gets cut, I mean, it gets cut. We're still going to have two dope ones come out eventually. Mm, yeah, very true. Well, then, okay. Well, that's the news we have for Rogue Squadron. And it's actually interesting that this news came out when we're leading up to the next Disney Plus Day, when this was announced at the last Disney Plus Day. I know. Um, so, in our favorite Black Panther actress news... <laughs> um. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever temporarily has shut down production because Letitia Wright, Letitia Wright, um, is recovering mm-hmm. from an injury. So I guess this isn't a new injury. She had gotten this injury a while back and in August. And so when she first had this, they were like, oh, no worries. We're just going to shoot around her like everything else around her that she didn't need to be in it. But now... It's paused because the injury is still very bad. So they're hoping to start back up in by the week of Thanksgiving, if anything, early 2022. Um, 
But I think it's also really funny that this wasn't... Well, people were, like, memeing this, saying, because, you know, she's all anti-vax, that they were, like, not the anti-vaxxer holding up production and stuff. Um, Do you think we're still going to get this when we're supposed to? Um... Because it's set to release in November of next year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this movie has already been in production for quite some time. Like, I think they started filming, I want to say, in February. Yeah. So it's not like they're very far off from rapping. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's possible. I mean, because realistically, it's just special effects at that point, which, I mean, we've been to multiple, especially the modern or like the ones recently, like those special effects houses that they're using. It's like 10 of them at this point. Um, I want to say I have faith. I mean, I don't know. I like it is like we you just said a little bit ago. It is the Disney Plus Day Week um, where they will not only drop a bunch of new unannounced projects but like with the delays that already happened i want to say like it might have been like two weeks at this point like Mm -hmm. this could be them kind of like hey we might switch some things around oh like don't worry you will get the whole black panther world y'all have been waiting on but first fancy new project um here boom in the november date and then because also remember how I think it was last week or two weeks ago, Marvel had to extend some of their dates. Mm-hmm. And then along with that, Sony also added two. So whatever fight he's doing and like be without us knowing, I feel like he's putting in work yeah. right now to like get his proper content. He's like that TikTok zone where it's like, while well, you were sitting around waiting, I was out here doing stuff. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I was out here working, working, working. <clears throat> so it's, I'm sure yeah. we'll get more news upcoming, especially if by the end of 2021, if they haven't started backup production, um, we'll see where that goes with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people have been feeding for more Black Panther content. So yeah, our toxic cousin just keeps bringing all the news. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now to the big ones. We saw a couple films this week. One in yeah. IMAX. Yeah. One in the comfort of your home. Mm-hmm. Um, which one should we start with? The IMAX or the at-home one? Uh, let's do them in the order we saw. Yeah? Okay. Yeah? Oh, okay. okay. So then Thursday of last week, Alan, Jesus, and I went to go see Eternals. The long-awaited Eternals. Um, Very divisive movie right now in the Marvel community, safe to say. Um, And within the critics and all that. So, Eternals, the next big movie in the MCU. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts, Aces? I stand firm when I say, haters are just hating. Haters are just (laughs) hating. Honestly, um, it's not as bad as, like, the critics are giving the Make hate. Seem. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I, I swear if this was an all-white cast or something, it would not get the response it's getting, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that we have so much diversity, the fact that we have the first openly like, gay Marvel kiss in here, and, like, 
Um, the first saucy, saucy sex scene. scene. Like the boundaries were being pushed and stuff in all sorts of directions. Um, the first uh, deaf superhero. There was sign language. This movie, if you wanted, was the first. I, I was reading that the first Marvel-y uh, with co- closed captions available for all cinemas, not just select ones. So it was like mm. very progressive, and I feel like just cancel or not cancel bros but like you know what i'm trying to be or trying to say like i i just think there was too much hate thrown and also like with critics specifically um chloe zhao did just win the oscar for best directing and best picture so they were probably like sharpening their knives ak pens or twitter fingers whatever you want to say uh but the movie's good the movie's good i was a huge fan love the cosmic aspect of it love the history of it uh, cinematography was beautifully well done. Visually, this movie was like really cool. Like it was different. Yeah. It, it was really different, but in a good way. I don't want to like it wasn't your typical run of the mill uh, Marvel movie like Shang Chi. I think Shang Chi was great and everything, but is it, that one is a staple Marvel formula, and this one was refreshing. Yeah, correct and um, very yeah, it was good. Yes, so. Um, give me one second, Jesus, because I can no longer hear you and I do not know what happened. So oh. <laughs> keep going. Uh, keep speaking on to it. Like, what would you rate it and all of that? Um, I think I r- would rate it. It was probably like seven, like seven, five. Yeah, I'll give it like a seven, seven point five. Um, it's not as bad as like some of the lows of Marvel MCU, uh, like, you know, Dark of the World. Uh, door, door, <laughs> Thor, Dark of the World, or like your uh, hot take, Captain America, First Avenger. I know some people might come at me, but you know, I I don't think that movie's that very good. Um, yeah. Or your Ant Man. Uh, I'm gonna even say I I think I liked it better than Ant Man and the Wasp. Ooh. Okay, so I'm back. I can hear you. Perfect. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, I definitely agree with you i like this movie now will i say that this was my favorite marvel movie out of the like what 26. are we at like 20 26 no do i think it was the worst marvel movie of them all no um i do feel like it was critiqued bombed just to be critiqued bombed to really give it low critic mm-hmm. ratings from multiple standpoints um Compared to some of the other movies we've seen recently and everything, I felt like it was the better. And I agree. If it wasn't, if it didn't have the Marvel title to it, I feel like it wouldn't be as critiqued so low as it was. Because this was definitely at Chloe Zhao's caliber of good quality filmmaking and writing and everything. Um, it's not, it's true. It's not like your other Marvel movies. It's not another Captain America. It's not another Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know? It is different in that sense, even in its look, like you said, like compared, like Shang-Chi for sure is like, based off if you were like going to your McDonald's, like you know what to expect when you get your Big Mac, right? Shang-Chi was that, not that yeah. Shang-Chi was bad at all. But Eternals was like, when you go to like your local mom and pop or like your higher class place to get a burger it was just that like it was so good like you said it was very diverse it was very you know it showed a lot of different aspects to it and all that 
Um, I feel like if people see it, they're going to like it. I mean, granted, this movie has a lot more talking in it than maybe like some people are expecting. But if you are used to movies with actual like character building and character storytelling, like you'll really like this movie. Like I love, like I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, and I think it's interesting that it's being critiqued so low. Yet other movies in the MCU, like The Incredible Hulk and Thor: The Dark World, are critiqued yeah. higher. And those were horrible. And even, like, Captain Marvel was okay, like you were saying. But this was definitely better than that. And I agree. I feel like this one is better than even the first Ant-Man and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like people watch it. The audience seemed to really like it. The the critics, like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Like, you're used to one way of Marvel movies, but it's a, don't be like the Star Wars fans. You know, we can get new yeah. shit. And, um, one thing I was worried about was, like, it's 10 characters. It's a lot of people that they're introducing, throwing in the mix. Um, I honestly thought it was pretty well balanced. Obviously, not everyone got the same amount of screen time, but I felt like with the yeah. screen time that everyone was given, I got a fair or, a, like, a good taste or not taste but like i i I, like i got to know the characters obviously some characters shared more screen time um going in just seeing the trailer i really thought i was going to be all about like uh kingo and like ajax and then like seeing the movie actually like i'm a huge fan of druig like druig was not even that shown in the yeah. trailer but i i i think druig is like my favorite eternal from the whole thing i like icarus kingo is yeah. hilarious fastos like i i liked all of them for like their own thing but like i was very surprised seeing the trailer and like already kind of like thinking like oh this person's gonna be my favorite i can t- kind of tell and then seeing the movie and like someone that was barely even shown in the trailer i was like oh i like i like this person way more like like it was Way it was crazy, more, yeah. and I liked that. It was. Um, I also just liked the story. I thought it was very interesting, like the whole ideology of them, like how they played into like human civilization and all that. It was a. I don't want to say it was like a think piece, but it was kind of like Marvel trying to be a think piece, and I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. It's same. I, the way I kind of see it is that like you're following this family literally yeah. through generations. Um, and you see how they evolved throughout the years, you know, how people change, how their mindsets change, how they really helped evolve the world based on the, like, the storytelling that Marvel wants to go about. And, like I said, it was different, and I liked it. I liked it, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, so for sure, Media Fuel approved. Yep. And with that, huge spoiler for Eternals right here. Huge spoilers for Eternals right here. Huge spoiler. Harry Styles. Yeah. Was not expecting him at all. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> was not expecting him at all. But it's interesting because, you know, he's slowly been getting into different movies here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he has that whole movie that he was doing with uh, Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde coming out, too. So, you know, if he's going to lean more this way, I ain't mad about it. You know, I haven't been disappointed in what I've gotten so far. Um, excited to see him. And we got our first official soundbite of mahershala ali yeah as motherfucking blade also it was so quick I, it was almost like a blink and you miss it 
I, but I want to give a shout out to Aureli because Aureli called it walking out the theater, and me, I was like, I mean, it could be in my head. In my head, I thought it was Samuel L. Jackson. You know, I was just like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but Aureli was like, no, nah, that's Mahershala. And I was like, all right, all right. Yeah, that's our boy Mahershala right there. Um, that is exciting news. Um, very excited to see what they do with Kit Harrington. I mean, I've I've like Googled information about him about his character he's portraying like i'm very excited he's a very big avenger level character so you know he's gonna be my boy john snow is gonna be in the mcu for quite some time you know so i'm happy about that yes correct correct we can't go wrong with that um oh go for it also i was gonna say um so since we're talking all spoilers now icarus uh i did not see that coming at all i was actually like shocked i was like (gasps) Like, they were dropping little breadcrumbs, but, like, I was like, nah, nah, nah. They're not going to do it. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember. Literally, I want to say, like, 10, 15 episodes back when we were reviewing the trailer that I was like, I I called that, too, where I was like, I think he might be evil. I was like, he kind of gives me, like, um, Superman, like, evil Superman vibes. Mm. And you and Alan were like, nah, there's no way. And I was like, are you guys sure? Like, I don't know. Like, he seems a little scared. Yeah, called it. Trust you, but he's still one of my favorites. <laughs> Let me tell you, I really loved Fastos. Not Fastos. Well, I did like him, but um, oh my god, the guy who was with Athena. Athena. Oh my god, uh, King. No, not King. The Lord. actor was in. The oh. guy was in Train to Busan. Um, but I really liked their relationship. I loved their relationship and how it was portrayed and Makari we didn't get enough of her and I loved her I loved Makari Makari's fight scenes uh against Icarus Gilgamesh oh, Gilgamesh that's what it was what I was it. like it starts with the mesh um yeah that guy was good and then even though we didn't get too much of Salma obviously because her character gets killed so we don't get to see her too much with the rest of them like rejoining and stuff I liked everything we got of her in the flashback scene I I agree um like she was she also was i like that take that they did like that they actually did it like it wasn't like oh she's coming back to life because i mean eternals can come back to life as you well you know you see it in the movie um yeah but i like that they actually stuck with it also i just want to say all the scenes with the celestials i love them i literally love them um over the weekend when we were at brunch and when i said like i still can't get over that scene when uh your jersum no wait ursum ursum What's his name? Ersham comes back to Earth and he's just floating over the clouds and you just see the eyes and you just like you can visually scale the size and immense like power. he has. I was like, oh, my God, that seems great. Seems great. Yes. Yes. So safe to say media fuel approved overall. Agreed. Um, Something else that is definitely media fuel approved, something we weren't expecting out of the woodwork. Holy crap, we know y'all got Netflix or y'all at least have someone's Netflix's login. The harder they fall with our boy Idris Elba, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield, um, Zazie Beats. Oh, Zazie Beats. No, Jonathan Majors. He's going to play King. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, Holy Western epic. That movie gave us cinematography. It gave us 
writing. It gave us a story arc. It, it gave us action. Music, too. We watched this. Yeah, oh, music. That's true. We watched this on a whim, too, because we were like, oh, yeah, that one looks good, yeah. you know? Um, we did discuss this trailer when it came out. I don't think any of us were, like, overly hyped about it. Like, we we all agreed that we'd watch it, but it was just, like, none of us were like, oh, I can't wait to watch it, you know? And even yeah. that day, like, we kind of just put it on because we were like, oh, I mean, it's trending right now. Like, it is getting some hype. So we watched it. Honestly, watch this shit. Watch it. It's good. Yeah, like... Like, talk about going into a movie blind, Mm -hmm. though, and really being, like, wonderfully surprised by the outcome of it. Um, Just the look of it, the editing as well in between scenes, like, oh, but this was, this could have been, this could have been bad. Like, what is it? The Hateful Eight? The one that had, yeah. Like, wait, no. Is it the Hateful Eight? That's not the Quentin Yeah, that's a Quentin Tarantino one. No, that's not the one I'm talking about. The one I'm talking about, I think, has um, Chris Pratt in it. Oh, oh. And then the Jamie Foxx. Magnificent Seven. Magnific- Magnificent, yeah. That one, which was kind of like what I heard from people that was kind of like, eh, this one, I feel like if you have a solid two hours of your day and you're like on Netflix and you're like, I watch don't know it. what to watch, put yeah. this shit on. You're not going to be disappointed. Um I feel like it's probably the best Western movie we've gotten. I'd in a agree while. with that. I'd in agree a hard with that. While. Also, like the story is actually really good. It's like it's interesting too. I don't know. And based on yeah, real-life and characters. the actors actually are are all of them one off. Like Jonathan Majors, Regina King, yeah. Idris Elba, Latin uh, Danfield. They went off. Yeah, they, it was. This was a great movie. Um, one of those movies where I feel like you're going to be happy to have watched and you're going to be telling people like, holy shit, like watch this. Like, And you can watch it from the comfort of your home or in select theaters, which gives me a hint towards Oscar nom. So if it gets Oscar nominated, I won't be mad at it because this shit was good. Yeah, I mean... This is the season where movies start getting released for Oscar noms. I mean, like Dune already for sure got noms. This this one for sure got noms. Like, uh, this season's yeah. looking good so far. So I'm very excited to see what else is dropping um, in the next few weeks. Yeah, I feel like we're getting a better Oscar season than the last. I would agree with that. <laughs> well, keep in mind. <laughs> <laughs> To say the least, a way better Oscar season than last. I'll second that. (laughs) Yes. So with that, go and see Eternals, guys. See it in Dolby and IMAX. Watch The Hotter They Fall. Um, Overall, it's been another great episode, and we hope to have kept you media-fueled. And greed. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. See you on the next one. Bye. Bye.